Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the Tech Coach from the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, the show where you get your questions answered by real-life tech coaches. My guest today is Rob Pennington, a great technology innovator in the great state of Connecticut. Rob, how are you, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jeff. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking all about the great education debate, a recent blog post put out on TeacherCast. What kind of website should I be using? Should I be using Google Classroom? Should I be using Google Sites? Should I be using Blogger? Or perhaps should I be using something else? But Rob, you know, this question came up to us recently, and I know you and I have been having some discussions about it. Teachers are saying these strange sentences such as, I don't need a website. I use Google Classroom. So let me ask you, Rob, is Google Classroom a website? Uh, I wouldn't say that it is. It is not a website, in my opinion. I think Google Classroom is a fantastic tool. Everybody should have it as part of their digital tool belt. But I do not think it is a classroom because you don't have the ability to connect with parents. You don't have the ability to store all of your content onto it, onto it like you can a website. Rob, is Blogger a classroom website? I think that you can set it up to use it as a website, but I don't think that it is a website. Um, I think that Blogger is more of a place for you to uh, communicate different ideas as a blogging platform, have students do that as well. But I don't think it is a website either. So when we're looking at websites, I generally look at something that can be used as a digital hub. And, you know, whether we're talking Google Sites, whether we're looking at Weebly, WordPress, something in that, I'm defining the term website as your digital book. Something where you can create a page and you can put a video, you can put content, you can put a symbol, you can put, you can embed all of those things onto your page. And I really look at Cal, uh, Google Classroom, I should say, as your to-do list. You know, if if you have a page that has a a YouTube video on it, let's just keep with Google Sites here, Rob. You know, not only can you go to YouTube take the embed code, strip out the advertisement, strip out the featured videos, strip out everything about it that gives students the right and the ability to manipulate that video. You can embed that onto your Google Sites. And then that way in Classroom, all you're doing is linking to your Google Sites. So that way the kids have a safe place to watch their educational content that you control. But Rob, the answer always comes as a surprise to people because they're asking the question like, well, wait a minute, in classroom, I can also put that link to that YouTube video. And my response to that is, well, what happens next year? What happens when it's October or November of next year and you need to find that video that you've used before? Where do you keep the link? How do you keep the link? At that point in time, teachers are usually like, well, it's on my Google Classroom. It's all the way at the bottom of this to-do list, essentially. And I'm going, yes. But when you have new kids, don't you start a new Google Classroom? And people are like, oh, that's right. I do start a new Google Classroom. Which means the links that you're using today are not going to be available tomorrow until you actually go back to a dead classroom. Rob, what do you think about this concept? You know, Google Classroom really does sound and function like a to-do list. Do you agree with me on this? And you don't have to, but do you agree with me on this? 
Well, I think that Google Classroom, there, there is an about section where you can store things that you want students to use quite frequently. So if you want students to constantly get the same video throughout the year, or um, one of the things that I used to use it for was a calendar, but now they've added that feature into Google Classroom. And that's something that I take that calendar and I put it onto a Google site so that parents can then see what's going on with it, uh, with what, because it is a closed environment. And that, that's one of the things I think really does not classify it as a web, uh, you know, a website because it doesn't have that open ability. You're right that it is a to-do list. And next year you can go back into your old Google classroom and pull out all of those links and reuse them into your new Google classroom with new students. But that's going to be, that's not going to save us time. That's going to actually increase the amount of time. Whereas if you just had it on a website, it's all in the same place stored for you next year, no matter what website you use, you know, you could be, go ahead. And the question that I then get from people is, are you really asking a teacher to post things twice? And my answer is simple. No, I'm asking you to post things once. I'm just asking you to link to them when you need them. If you're if you're posting something today on a Google Classroom and then next year you have to repost it and next year you re now you are telling a teacher that they have to post something two or three or four times. But on a website, that's where things get interesting because on a Google Sites, let's just say as an example, you and I can collaborate on building that site. We have the same grade, we have the same teachers, we have the same curriculum, we can build that Google Sites together. And so maybe we set up something where you're gonna put all the resources in and build the digital classroom for chapter three and maybe I do it for chapter four. That really does split things in half. I think a lot of times teachers think that they have to be responsible for their website, but really we, we do live in a world of community and to be able to create something is there. Now, not many teachers collaborate in Google Classroom, even though you can have multiple teachers. That's usually like a teacher and a co-teacher. You'd, you wouldn't necessarily see three fifth-grade teachers all sharing the same Google Classroom. That, that's just not done. But you can have right. three fifth-grade teachers sharing and building the same Google site. And... and you know, the neat part about Google Sites, and we started talking about this a little bit on one of the teacher cast shows, by using a Google Site and not creating a web page on it, but creating an announcement page. You know, Google looks at the announcements pages really as a blog role. So what if the idea is we're going to create an announcements page and through individual page settings, we give kids the editing rights to only that announcements page and i've seen this done now you can have 30 kids all with their own blog role on your on your site so now not only are you working on digital portfolios and you're working on e-learning but now the kids can log into your site and they can't change your stuff but they can create various announcements or blog posts and they can they can embed they can change they can access their google drive and they can put all of their um work on to this and that kind of takes blogger out of the story rob what do you think about that idea of, of having kids have page level access to dump their homework or uh, other assignments after they're finished with it so i think that you know 
using Google Sites with Google Classroom is really the perfect uh, world. You're combining the best of both worlds. I think that Google Classroom is like a modified learning management system. It's really not a learning ma learning management system. It's more of a content management system. It helps you distribute material to students quickly. Um, it keeps it organized in their Google Drive folders. It helps you as a teacher keep it organized. The simplicity is really where I think teachers, what that's what they like about it. And it's one of the reasons that I see my, you know, my teachers, they're sticking with Google Classroom. I've seen teachers use different LMSs and they don't stick with it because everything has to go through there. Whereas with Google Classroom, it's, you know, this, it's, sim it's simple. You could be using it one day. You don't have to use it for the next couple of days. You can go right back to using it. So if you want to get information out quickly to students, I think Classroom is perfect. And on the sites piece, it does. It will help you to communicate with families, let students have that digital portfolio right onto your site. I think that that is a great use of the announcement page to allow students to do that. And like I said, it, with Google Classroom, if you take the calendar feature, and because it is going to create a calendar in your Google Calendar, you can then embed that into your Google site so parents can see when things are due. So I'd want to know what you guys have to say, everybody out there who's listening. You can certainly use the hashtag AskTheTechCoach, or of course you can reach out to us by email at feedback at teachercast.net. And if you happen to have a question such as this one here, you can of course reach out to us on our voice hotline at teachercast.net slash voicemail. All of these recordings are going to be found over on teachercast.net slash iTunes, where you can subscribe to this and all of our channels over on iTunes and soon Google Play. Rob, thanks so much for joining us today. Where can we get a hold of you on Twitter? Rob Pennington 9 on Twitter. Excellent. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.